0: Ginoa. This is Charles Smith I'm Ojibwe from the Fauna Lac Reservation And you're listening to the Middle of the Res Road Podcast
1: Huju Nisanabe Doug this is Joel Boje. I'm an Ojibwe from the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa Indians. This is in collaboration with the Minnesota Tribal Contractors Council, a.k.a. MNTCC, the show that is designed to be the source of information about industry job opportunities, success stories, trainings, and upcoming projects for Native Americans.
0: We also share about our culture and language because it is the foundation of our identities. Oh and we're back here on the middle of the res road and today we have two employees of the Cloquet school district ISD 94. Welcome we welcome you to the (laughs) podcast booth it's always
1: a pleasure to work with people that are local to where we're at here at the middle of the res road podcast.
2: Hi I'm Michelle Wick and I am a CT program coordinator for the high school I also am a teacher Um, In the trades and industry department, Um, I wear many hats. Um, Starting work-based learning in a month, and then I am also coach. So I started in um, technical education because I really felt like there weren't females in the field. Um, I love woodworking. I love building. um, And I just felt like we needed female teachers. I've always been interested in it. So I started late in life. And I got certified, and I started at Cloquet High School after a couple of years in, in a couple of different fields. So I love what I do, and I love impacting the kids. So it's been a journey.
0: I don't want to say that you've lied about it, that he's going to hog a introduction, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you that, was a, that was a long
0: <laughs> introduction. <No, I'm> <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were like, short. I can go a lot longer. Yeah, than that. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, so Tim Pro's is an assistant principal at the Cloquet High School. Um, I, you know, for me, I'm, I'm not from the area. I grew up actually by Milwaukee. Um, long story short, just ended up here uh, through life. Uh, my wife is from North Branch, so we 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 picked a what we thought it was a good place to live. Really, uh, that's kind of how it was. We drove up here and uh, bought a house. Didn't have jobs, um, but uh, we thought it'd be a great place to live raise a family. So uh, started in Cloquet, and uh, anyway, I taught. Uh, uh, I've taught a few different places: Sleepy Eye, Willow River, and I taught 14 years in Cloquet, well, mostly economics. Uh, track coach, football coach, officiate uh, wrestling. Uh, but uh, six, my sixth year in the office as assistant principal now.
0: And Mr. Prozen, Tim Prozen. It's still <laughs> weird calling him Mr. Uh, Tim, but he was my track coach. <laughs> you were in yeah, track. He's fast. Yep. Yeah, Whoa. he's got wheels.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yep. Before I was there, I could have got you to state. <laughs> <laughs> he was a mid-distance guy.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> the long haul. He was there for the long haul. <laughs> no, I loved track and I loved uh, cross-country football. I did try to do everything except for basketball. Never got into basketball. I should have got into basketball. Yeah, you I mean, talking. I got the height, big strong guy. But I didn't know that. I didn't know athletes. I didn't know bas You could start basketball later in life. Then I hear all these NBA players starting later in life, high school, college sometimes. Could have been Jordan. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Dennis Rodman started in college, I think. He didn't even play, so I'm like, man, I could have Coulda gave it a whirl. I could have. <clears throat> um so before we had to hit record, we were talking about final Act students coming into Cloquet. And um uh, Before we get into that, I wanted your opinion on uh, my good friend, Michael Carey, Dr. Mike Carey. Um, I got to work with Dr. Mike Carey in ISD 709, Duluth. And just one of the things I really got from him, I'd never heard this from any other educator, been in education since... 2011, 2010. I never heard any other educator say this, but he said that he would play Fortnite with his kids, and it blew my mind. It's something that I do with my own kids now, and just to connect with kids, to connect on how they're, you know, what they're into today. I never heard that from anybody, and to know that superintendent, he's a superintendent now, and hopefully doing great things. I, I from a parent perspective, I think he's doing a really good job. Um, what are your thoughts of having a superintendent come from equity? Yeah,
3: well, first of all, we're lucky to have him in Cloquet, um, and, and I think he's very happy here, so I'm I'm glad we got uh, Dr. Kerry in Cloquet. You know, it's, it's his way of connecting with kids, and, uh, you know, we all find our different ways of doing that, uh, and, and that's why, I guess, you know, in our school, like Cloquet, we got roughly 55 teachers. We all have our different strengths and, and ways to to connect with kids you know for for me personally it's more so uh, athletics or talk you know fishing and hunting and stuff like that but for a guy like him uh Fortnite and it, it resonates with kids absolutely
2: he's been a very big supporter of our program he's always around involved so we appreciate the support um, there aren't a lot of school districts that get that support from their admin and their superintendent to build and grow a program like we have
0: Like coming from Duluth, I I didn't truly understand being an educator in the, you know, in the beginning. I didn't understand until I got more in admin roles of how much superintendents kind of lead the way and choose for everybody, this is what we're going to do, and like it or not, this is what we're going to do as educators. Um, Has there, you know when he's, when he came into Cloquet and he had this equity background coming from that, did it cause any rifts or growths or cause teachers to grow in different ways than they were used to?
3: You know, for me, Dr. Carey came the same year I moved into the Ebbon role myself. So we uh, got this kind of start that charge, uh, at the same time, you know, for the most part, what he, um, he supports what we do, but he doesn't, uh, you know, of course, he, he's going to push equity uh, coming out of the, the places he's been, uh, but also he's not going to micromanage us to it, which is nice. He, he supports what we do. He, he gives us resources, and he tries to st- at the same time too really stay out of our way to allow us to, to work in our buildings, what, what he sees. But uh, equity, of course, is a big piece of that. You know, and luckily, I feel our admin team and our teachers, we're, we're on the same page. You know, we uh, we got a good staff.
0: How did you go from coaching to an admin role? Was it different or was it like coaching staff now?
3: It, well, and, and for my role, it's, you know, 800 plus students and all the staff that come with it. So it is, it is a big job when you think of all that yeah. stuff going on. And, you know, we're trying to, you know, lead a building and, and help our teachers and, and come up with innovative programs. But we're also trying to manage all these people. You know, yeah. so it's a big job
1: education yep. like that's always going to be number one, I think at yep. every school and I, I I really you know I got me and Morgan got to go to the school and see um, michelle 's program and and wow i was I was amazed at, at the the depth that um the kids have the ability to learn at in in, in a real world uh, under hard work and um hands yeah it's it's, um
2: i think our admin is very supportive we've gotten a lot of grants we've got a lot of equipment we've been able to use um the kids have opportunity and you hear even morgan coming in saying i wish we had this back when i was in high school Um, i brought a different skill set in so it really helped us develop that department too um we have companies that support us. We have businesses that support us. Community members are very supportive now. Um, Just the exposure of this program has really grown and the support has come along with it. Um, If I didn't, I don't think if I ran that fab lab, it wouldn't wouldn't be running. The equipment would just be sitting there. So to get the kids involved and really see the the manufacturing process and the real world application is is really important and give them a skill set to go into post-secondary education, uh, figure out what they want to do in life, exposing them to all of these different classes gives them a future and um, kind of figure that out ahead of time instead of going to college and not knowing what to do Um, we also prepare them for careers we have kids that come straight out of our program with training to go into the construction to go into the electrical program um, to go into machining welding all those different programs they can continue to go to college or they can go straight into the job market so it is huge for them to have that opportunity coming straight out of high school and, and I don't think they've had that in the past at many schools, so I think we're kind of that that forerunner school that's really getting going with something really cool and unique
1: yeah, yeah. And, and that's what that's what I really appreciated like when I was there and just um being able to see you and, and and to explain like how it works and how it works for the kids and how much time they get to put into it and and just the depth of it um What was the vision going into that? Like when there was, you were at the start, like where, 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 where was your mind at? Like, where, like,
2: um, I came in from a couple different roles. I had taught facts and I had taught, which is family consumer science and art, um, working on my degree. So, um, I always had the creative mindset, so I just had to put it into place and having, A female in this role is unique. There aren't a lot of females tech ed teachers. There's 2% across the country that are female. So um, trying to grow the female population in the high school is really important. Um, I was a little overwhelmed with all the machines, but as I started and just the creative process came and teaching the kids was huge, like learning it and teaching them and seeing them excited to um, make products that are really unique and have a future in it is really cool.
0: That's some of the best ways to learn, though, is teaching, and then you really get the craft down. Uh, you said degree. What's your degree in?
2: Um, technical education, and I have a certification in communication technology.
0: How long did How long did you go to school for? For three
2: years. So right. I went back when I was um, my kids were all grown. I stayed home for fifteen years, learned photography on my own, had a bunch of businesses, and then I came into the school with that background that really kind of help the program grow because we do the business model at school and they learn from that too and make and sell products.
0: Do you ever do photography with the kids?
2: I'm considering dab, adding dab into it. Adding it as a possibility.
1: Elective. <laughs> it's an elective or
0: after school activity. <laughs> so I've built a couple programs in education and and I don't think anyone really realizes this, so this is why I want to bring it up. You're con- you're obviously contracted through the union, so many hours per day. But what don't you get paid for while building this monster of a program? And then what what don't you get paid for, uh, uh, Vice Principal Frozen? Well, I mean, it's like the reality as, is that- as your role, people don't might not realize it's— your phone never really shuts off being yeah, the principal.
3: Really just a, anyone that wants to do a good job, you, you, it's, it comes from the heart and, you know, when we look at our teachers here, you know, at least for me, um, we try to support them, but also stay over their way. Cause you know, really when we look at career and technical education, so much is based on the, the strengths of a teacher, right? So, Michelle, obviously her, her talents to, to grow her, her area, and that's her enthusiasm, and so does, you know, our, our auto shop, Gunderson, and uh, roads in, in the woods. Uh, my wife is the the food teacher there, um, so she's grown her programs immensely. Uh, we have business courses also, but, you know, really – you got to find that passion and and let them fly. You know it's it's fun. I walk into my wife's classroom a lot, and today they were they were decorating Christmas cookies, and they just did a fantastic job of of that. Um, but they, I see kids that you know you wouldn't think would care so much about doing very articulate like art essentially, um, but they're they're all working together as a team and they're doing this, and we we see that in this. Um, in these classes, especially, you know, when I taught econ, it, it wasn't that, that same way. It's just a, this is, of course, a lot more hands on. So really um, trying to support our teachers and stay out of the way because I can't do this stuff. Right. But uh, um, but it's a lot of extra time for all of us to do a really good job.
0: What about for you to build a program? Like how long how many extra hours a day?
2: Um, the first year was pretty intense for me to just get things off the ground and get started the are my my admin is very supportive giving me extra time off or just letting me leave early for sports or things like that just they make it up for for what the hours you put in but there is way above and beyond what you do in the classroom you go home and you are thinking through ideas you don't sleep at night going through plans and what I got to do the next day or what I got to get done it's always in on my mind but there's there is work behind the the scenes I think every teacher does that if you want to be a good teacher you do that and kudos to everyone that does because it makes the kids lives better it makes their future better um we can't be good be good educators if we don't put the time in it's like any job I feel like you should put extra time in if you're passionate about it It doesn't stop yeah it never stops
0: no that's one of the things I really I don't know I don't know if I got it from education or you guys met William Howes. He's the Ojibwe project manager out in Fonulac, was the uh, Office of Education Equity Coordinator for Duluth. And um, one of my best friends, my uh, he, he's a do- uh, an adopted brother of mine. But watching him work, I when I got into education, I was 2012, St. Scholastica, he had recruited me. I had two more classes left at the U of M. Pulls me uh Asked me, I was already moving back, um, said, will you teach a class up here? Will you be our Ojibwe language coordinator up here so you can build a program up at Saints Colasca? And instead of finishing my two classes that I needed for my bachelor's degree, I took the position and postponed me graduating two more years. But uh, watching him work, you know, and People, people might not realize this. Like in 2012, we were just talking about this the other day. We were making 30 grand in at Saint Scholastica, both of us. And you know the hikes in salaries, the hikes and and what people are making today, even as educators, even in Cloquet and Duluth, we get paid far more better than we did in 2012. Which in 2012, if we take a look at it. We we try not to. When our new employees come in, we try not to hold that against them. Hey, in twenty twelve we were making thirty grand. You guys and so it's it's a bit of a shift, uh you know thinking about what we made in the beginning versus what we make now, it's completely different. And what starting um teachers and starting educators or starting employees almost anywhere, they make a lot more than we did in twenty twelve. I don't know if you guys remember what you made in 2012, but that's well, what we made It I was a stay-at-home mom, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, and, I mean, really, we're having a, I mean, of course, uh, we're hoping to find good teachers. You know, there, there's, back when I first uh, applied for my first teaching jobs, there was, you know, 50, 60 applicants. Now there's, if you get a handful, you know, we're, we're lucky. So, um, yeah, it's, it's concerning. You know we're, we're, you know, we're trying to prepare our kids for the workforce, but at the same time, too, we're trying to find new teachers. Right, which is not easy. So it is a problem. And we're lucky, at least Cloquet, okay, we have a strong contract, and we can attract people. And typically, once we get them, we don't lose them. Um, but uh, it is a definite concern.
2: Well, in yeah. industry, we're more valuable. In industry, as tech, technical education teachers, you're more valuable. So a lot of teachers leave and they go into industry and make more money. So there is that draw. Um, we find that is hard to keep teachers in technical education courses.
0: Yeah, I was just having a conversation with Dr. Carry the other day, um, a couple of weeks ago, he had stopped in at the cultural center. We were talking education and talking what we want to do with Fond du Lac and Cloquet Public Schools, and he threw out a I can't even remember number. It was a is absurd number, the number of licensed educators in Minnesota that aren't actually teaching, and people just get so far into education and they become good at something and they want to try something else. And then they leave education. It is crazy. I mean, um, he was telling me about the um, times, you know, the difficulties of finding educators right now.
3: Yeah. And I I don't, you can't hold me to this number here, but I have a son who's a sophomore at St. Scholastica now, and he's getting a degree in biology and chem. Right. And he's considering teaching uh, he thinks, he told me, there's one other prospective science teacher at Scholastica right now. Right, so you have two science teachers come out of a, a teacher school uh, in Duluth, which is concerning just for the profession moving forward. So, and again, like I said, he can't hold me to that number, but that was, his, that was what he thought.
0: How do we change that as educators? How do we get people to, I don't know, you know, maybe it's that, uh, the school of hard rock. I mean, school of rock with Jack Black. You know, if, if you can't do, you teach. If you can't teach, you teach gym. We still throw that joke around once in a while, but uh, <laughs> but it's uh, you know maybe it's not the maybe kids don't grow up thinking that they're going to be an educator or a teacher. I didn't think so. I didn't think I was going to be an educator. I thought I, I thought I was going to play guitar for a living, and then I was like, man, I, I was down at the U of M. I got in this practicum program to teach um, Ojibwe at an immersion program for pre-K and I just got hooked on teaching.
3: Yeah, uh, It's a million dollar question. I, I wish I knew. And, and of course everyone's going to throw and benefits at you, you know, as a, as competitor, you know, as a way to get people in. But uh, at the same time too, you have to find people interested in it. Like we kind of said, you, you know, you don't just do this job for the pay. Uh, you have to have some uh, personal heart and compassion to want to do it. So uh, I, I wish I had a, a good straight answer for you. Um, I, I don't know, right? It's, it's, and it's gotten tougher, right? Since I started teaching back in, uh, let's see, 2001, 2002 was my first school year. It's, it's you know, the, the world has changed quite a bit. And, and kids, I would say, and families have gotten more challenging. So it's not an easy task to, to try to uh, get people into it. But when we do get people into it, they, they do find it very re- rewarding.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know, like that's like any job. You know, I mean, if you're, you know, if you, you know, pay 150k a year, yeah, you know, a lot of people are gonna want to do it, and that's just the bottom line of it. Is you know, like the more you can offer for a job, the more people are gonna want to do it, especially on a line of being an easy job, and and, and you know, like I I, I would say what would have made me you know cuz i always talk about my own experience my own way of looking at things it's like what would have helped me push me in that direction to make it something that was possible for me to get into i mean that's all you can do for for the for the kids in the schools is is show them the pathways different pathways they can go and whatever they want to do they're going to do but you know like um we talked about this the other day. It's like um, uh, you usually do like what your family does and, and you know like i'm in I'm in the trades, that's what my dad was, so it's like, and that's kind of how I was always pushed so once I got into the trades, I felt like I was right where I was supposed to be and and now I'm exploring all these other things like going into the schools and and talking with the kids and and even um going to do cultural and and many powwows at all these different schools. And then that's creating more opportunities. And now I get to go down to.
0: And being a podcast host.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Like who who whoever thought that I'd have a voice for a podcast, you know, like just things like that. It's just, uh, you talk about it all the time, you know, like opportunities.
2: Well, you have yeah. to, you have to want to be a teacher. You have to be very passionate about it because um, it's a lot of work it's not the same every day, especially in CTE courses. You could teach 12 different things in a year. You don't just teach English. One time you teach 12 different concepts. So there's a lot of preparation to do. Um, My husband was in construction his whole life, an electrician and now owning a company and running another company. And it really um, showed me the union and how I could do it through the school, how I could be connected in a different way than just going to work every day. It's um, very rewarding to teach kids and see the difference in them and help them make a choice. Um, I have Tim's son work with me, Emmett. He works with me a lot. And just seeing him trying to figure out his future and being excited about things and saying I'm not good at something and then showing them that they are good at it and they can do it is is pretty cool.
1: I lo- that's, you know That brings up a really good memory that of the conversation we had when we were there, you kind of told us a little bit about how you got into it. I was a house mom for 15 years. And then I got into the, then you said something earlier about it too, that you kind of got in with the trades and you noticed you like woodworking, but even then, even more in the depth, you talked about resourcing, like how, how, how that opened up your resources to be able to find the programs to fund your ideas
2: yeah, just the connections to um, the unions and to people that are in the, the companies and businesses. It's It's been crazy, the connections that have come out of it. When we were at the AMFA event and I was speaking and you guys were there, um, it wasn't just ironic that you guys were there with me. It was, it was like it was meant to be that we connected on a different level and um, just... So many connections that have come up between Tim and I. I mean, we work so hard to build this, and and there's so many natural connections that come out of it that people are willing to support us. And you don't see that a lot of times in in the communities that they they want to come in and, and see a program and support a program, but they see the difference it's making, and they see that their future is in this school. Those kids are going to have to go to jobs, and they're going to have to get them out of high school or get them interested. They can't wait until they get they get to college to. Um, spark their interest. So starting at the high school level is really important. And these companies are seeing that that's where they have to draw these kids from. So they're, they're starting to support us a little more, but we're still, we're needing another teacher. There's, there's some holes that are needing to be filled in our school still. And we're working through that, but we've come a long way in the last two years. You've come a long and, way. And
1: a lot of people listen to this. So they're going to, you know, like you're getting that out there. You're getting that word out there. So it, it's like, man, I really hope that helps. And, you know, like um, I really like that resourcing piece that you talked about because that that for me, that that just is really awesome. Like and you said you have a little background in uh, in the trades. And, um, when we were there, you know, all the stuff you were like, I got to show the kids how to run some of this stuff. And, and that was, that was very inspiring and, and like just all the equipment and how just the whole setup, you know, it's like, that's just vision. Like, like, and I admire your work on, on Thank you. putting that together. Cause it, it, it was amazing. Me, me and Morgan walked out there just like wow (laughs) why couldn't i have that when i was in high school and and, and that's you know that's opening kids eyes and and i appreciate that you know like like that you're doing that but um we kind of touched on this earlier certifications let you know like how 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 is how is that gonna um eventually be a goal
2: we already have some in place tim can kind of talk about some of the programs (laughs)
3: Yeah, well, we, we hope to keep building, right? That That's our goal here. So, you know, I, I kind of said we, you know, a lot of our, it's been very, you know, college focused for many years, and we still actually offer, we offer over 80 college and schools credits, and we're actually looking to expand that. We got word from UMD of an approval of a geography class uh, today. Uh, so that's building, but at the same time, too, we're, we're, we're building on this end also. We're trying to offer more classes and uh, certification. So our, you know, our construction careers, they can, you know, get out and, um, you know, the, the union knows after they take construction careers one, two, and three, they have this basic understanding. They'll hire them the day after they graduate, right? We get the first year of the electrical uh, apprenticeship that's taken care of uh, in our building here. We have uh, work with, uh, I don't even know the, the exact union names, but the millwrights and I, I can't even uh, think at all. But they know if our kids take these classes, they they have this basic, you know, training moving forward. Uh, with the CDL program. Of course, that's a, yeah. a new and, and big yeah. and flashy one, uh, collaborating with Upper Lakes Foods. Um, you know, we can get them the the ELDT training, the entry-level driver training, um, you know, and they get high school credit for it, which is awesome. And then Upper Lakes will hire them beyond that and help them formally get their, their driver's test for the CDL. So we believe we're the first school in Minnesota offering that program. It's It's been a lot of work um, getting that ball rolling. But um, it's been a lot of fun for me cause I'm that kind of inst- assistant instructor. Yeah. That class, and so. that's,
1: I, I admire that. Like, um, um, are we, are you eventually going to open that up to like surrounding areas besides, besides just like Fond du Lac? Are you going to open it up to other school districts for?
3: Well, at the, at right now we say come to Cloquet high school.
1: There and, you go. There you <laughs> there go. go. We got, got to build the, build the student.
3: Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see where that goes in time here, but, uh, you know that, that's a a very it's gotten a lot of attention from uh, you know the media. We've been in the news uh, several times for that. So, um, and actually potentially up to the national level. We were just at the at the Saginaw scale with our our CDL class last week, and uh, the head of the State Patrol Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Division was there. It came up from St. Paul, and he sent it out to the guys in D.C. So, um, just you know, working on uh, you know, you know, showing all the cool things that happen at our school because you don't always. Hear that stuff you know just in the news
0: and i think what's cool about the programs that Cloquet is offering is that community at large is to, are talking about them Yep. like everybody in the community i've heard it from dr mike carey i've heard it from um my mom who she has grandkids in the high school but uh, and then just people throughout the um uh, fauna community i've heard Brought up over and over and over again, so you guys are doing something right because people are talking about it, and that's probably what we need going forward for students to succeed.
3: Yeah, we'll see where you know it goes because we don't. You know, if you ask us where is this going to be a year or year two from now, I don't necessarily know. Uh, just hopefully bigger and better, right? So, I mean, for example, tomorrow, you know, Upper Lakes has worked with us with the uh, CDL program, but they're going to come to my wife Sarah Prosen's classroom. Um, and, and go over some different uh you know chef skills and, and kind of the food industry and logistics and kind of all the things that you know happen down in Cloquet here with that so we'll see where that goes you know we got some other potential industry partners out there that are talking with us about some maybe some additional course offerings which it could be quite innovative um and you know we don't want to say them out you know because we don't we don't know where it's going to go yet but there's uh, plenty behind the scenes work going on right now that we're trying to grow.
2: He keeps turning me down on all these ideas I bring up and told me I have to. You're the about.
0: person that uh, keeps bringing up uh, there's new, ideas?
2: New ideas. Yeah, well, there's there's, like, only, there's uh, only so one many of, of,
3: <laughs> uh, of all these people. And, you know, in our world, too, I don't. Are you,
0: know. you a dream killer?
2: Well. No, 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 no. Don't no. <laughs> no. be realistic. No, I, I appreciate
0: a dream killer. Bill is a dream killer. Mm-hmm. We work together. We've worked together. I'm the person that just keeps on adding yep. ideas and then he's like how about we do the ideas that we're doing right now yeah well and then we do the next idea and then we we'll, he, but he what's cool about bill he's always done this for me um any idea that i've had he puts it away he stores it and then we review some of the best ones that we've come up with um if it takes us a year to get back to it or a couple of years at least i threw the idea out there and like i think we talked about this before and then he'll look at the notes and yeah, it's right there. Yep. So no, we need dream killers, and then we need some somebody that just keeps <laughs> on having ideas. Yeah. This is what we can do next.
3: Yeah, yeah, and really, you know, in my world, we we come up with these ideas, like for example, the CDL thing. But we had to get a teacher to buy into it and go get trained, and it's a lot of work for him to take on another class because, kind of going back, he's not getting paid extra for this, or you know, I mean, he, technically, he's getting a little bit extra this year because it's a six period assignment. Um, so we did it. It's a contract overload, but next year it's going to be back on just the general contract. So, you know, we, you know, we could say, "Hey, Michelle, I have five new ideas. Let's teach them next year." Well, that's a big lift for she her I do to it, try to come up and <laughs> and teach all these different things and do a good job at the same time, and um, you know, and and sleep at night at the same time too. You know, you don't want to don't want to burn the teachers out. You know, we got to There's a balance of you know, hopefully doing what we can do well um and building at the same time too knowing realistically this is the staffing we have
0: for funding what does that look like so how how did Cloak have to shift did they shift funding did you have to do fundraising did you have to do grants what what was that process like uh specifically for for some of these new programs that you guys are offering like how how is it funded
3: yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, just our general teachers, you know, the, okay. the way we, we fund. So, uh, you know, Michelle actually came on through ESSER funding. So, st- you know, stimulus money that came through COVID, um, that the grant that we got to work with the final like a Jibway school, will get her through next year. And after that, we have to find funding. Right. And I'm confident we will, but we have that this extra work to, you know, kind of go above and beyond, you know, so there, there is a little bit of a, an offset for a, a career and technical education teacher where, um, you know, that, that, Perkins will fund 35% of their salary, but it, it, they're not free, right? So we got to um, be creative in, in funding our teachers. And if we, we could come up with, you know, a whole bunch of new classes right now, but at the same time, too, we have to find a way to pay for the teacher.
2: He throws grants just, at me on Friday and says, go apply for it.
3: <laughs> and we do it. Well, yeah, and, and you know, and, and we say, where's the program going? Well, we just got a $3,000 grant for um, some additional equipment that's going to go into her classroom, for some stuff that could, you know, we're working on building. So uh, we're working on it. And what about but,
0: the industry? Does the industry ever get back to the program yet? Well, Has up, it got that far yet?
3: Upper Lakes is the first one who has for us. So they, when the, the CDL class, they actually came to us with this idea. They learned about it of a school. Um, Luke Olin, the, the the director of transportation down there, was down in Florida at a, at a conference and heard about a school in California offering this program. Came back to us and said, could we do this? And... It was a lot of work, and eventually we would say yes. But I don't. <laughs> that means I have to cut a section of a different teacher, or would you be willing to sponsor that section? And they said we'll sponsor it. So they're they're paying for the teacher, uh, and they're paid. They pay for the curriculum, and they're bringing trucks. They're bringing a truck uh, tomorrow um, into Wednesday, so they they support us. They're they're bringing the stuff out to our place, and we're going to take kids down to their place and get behind the wheel of the trucks this spring. Um, so that was our first one that's actually came with money. Um, and we're hoping in, in our world to get them some good employees, you know, because uh, we we want to support our local industry. We want, I mean, if Harper Lakes is going to survive, they need good employees and we want to give them good employees.
2: I remember when you were over at the school, you were saying, I don't understand how industry is not knocking on your door to support the program. Yes, um, There's so many people asking for money out there. I think they just look at a school as self-funded. Um, we've actually had a lot of businesses contact us to say, how, how can we support? So we're, we're starting to, get through that process of meeting with them, seeing what they want, how to support us, how we can um, promote their company also, because it comes with, you know, big time advertising when you support a school. Um, We give back by having TV come, you know, do stuff like this and just say like that company has supported us. So they're seeing that it's not only benefiting them in workers, it's also giving them exposure and helping our school. So it's starting to come. And I think more of them are seeing now that we're out there and seeing what we're doing, it's not we're not just saying we're going to do something. We actually put it in place. And I think they appreciate that the fact that kids will come and visit their facility. We'll allow them to come in and talk to the students. We, we're very open. If you need a curriculum put into the school, we're pretty open to doing it for a company that says we're lacking this in industry right now.
3: Yeah, you know, we've kind of said that with some potential ones too. You you help design the class if you're going to pay for it, right? And if it falls within the parameters, if we can give a kid credit and we have a properly licensed teacher and we can do it, We'll, we'll at least try to do something. You know, if if you're willing to, to work with us, we'll work with you.
0: And it's the, the reason why I had brought that up, I was thinking about when I was working with Duluth, I was an integration specialist. And I don't know if you guys remember, like 2018, we were talking about redrawing the lines of the district of where everybody, where all the students were going to go for elementary and middle school and high school. And so the DSEG money in Duluth equity money in Duluth. Duluth is is a segregated city. Um, But the way one of the options, one of like, I don't know, seven or eight options, one of them was to um, desegregate Duluth altogether. And it would have took all that funding away. It would have had some crazy lines. Some students would have had to bus all the way from one part of town to almost to the other side of town just to make the lines work. And it would have took all that funding away, which I don't know if some, you know, for people who are don't understand how districts get money or, you know, some sometimes it's unrealistic. And you have to, I don't know, Duluth was in a hard spot. We either make kids go from West Duluth to all the way over and then lose this funding or and we, they could do it. I mean, but, you know, their kids would be driving right by a school, like two or three schools on the way to their school, which was pretty insane. And, you know, the best thing to do for the district at the time was to uh, make some minor changes to the district lines. I don't know if this cloak have, big district lines,
3: no, I mean, the only thing that we have is the two elementary schools, um, you know, that, you know, somewhat geographically where you live. But uh, it's certainly not perfect uh, by any means. But, of course, just having, you know, one middle school, one high school kind of uh, erases that issue as, as much as Duluth, you know, just naturally has that problem being a, a way bigger city. Um, but, you know, really the, the schools, too, I mean, we're, we're much like a business, right? We have to provide the best education. Uh, for the kids and there, the kids will hopefully choose our school with open enrollment. So, you know, in a case like Duluth, if you make it very unattractive to go to that school, that kid might open enroll to Proctor, Hermantown, you know, Esco, Cloquet, you know, whatever it is, depends on how far they want to drive. But uh, with open enrollment, you know, you, you, know, we want to attract kids to our school. So we got to do the best job we can.
0: How and, and, many students are outside of Cloquet right now, do you know, for open enrollment?
3: That's a great question. I, I can't tell you off the top of my head, know, but, we, but we, are, we are a winner by open enrollment. We do, we do well.
0: And then you guys switched to putting the fifth grade into middle school a couple of years ago. Yep. How has that worked out?
2: When I was there, it, it seemed to flow well. It was fifth and sixth kind of upstairs in the seventh and eighth grade in the, the bottom half of the school, so they didn't really intermix too much. It seemed to work well.
3: Yeah, I mean, the school was designed for that, so it, it it's worked well.
0: No, I um, my daughter, she's in third grade, I'm thinking about her going to the middle school in two years and and excited for her and and then I I don't know, we had charity from Starbase a couple of weeks ago. And I know that Cloquet does Starbase. You guys fu- funnel some of your students from fifth grade into Starbase in, in Duluth. And so I'm kind of really looking forward to the the opportunities that Cloquet has provided our 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 kids here. And okay I mean starbase being one of them can't wait until she gets to go check it out I'll be there right there with her, and then thinking about the other programs that you guys are doing and and then knowing that as a parent as a community member and and somebody who has a you know uses their voice i mean I'm using my voice for this podcast, knowing that you know as community members parents, we have to let you guys know that you guys are doing a good job, so you, you know hey. This is what we, what our parents are saying. This, they like this program. We got to fight to keep it or we got to find other ways to support it. Um, or support it even more. Otherwise you got, I know what it's like not to have any feedback and you're like, I hope this, I hope people are getting something from this. yeah. So no, I I like everything that you guys are doing. I mean, I'm excited for my kids.
3: Well, I'll be excited to see, uh, you know, of course our trajectory is we want to keep doing a better job, but, uh, when your kids come to the school I, I I look forward to hopefully the great things we could be providing for for our kids in you know and it's it's been fun working through this process and I've watched my kids go through the school. Um, I have two in the high school right now, a senior and a freshman, and my wife of course, is a teacher there so I, it, it's been fun to be together, but I've watched my you know Sarah grow her foods programs immensely. I've watched our uh, you know Michelle and these other people just do just fantastic work
0: and we talked about this before we went on. How how is it like, on your end, your perspective? What is it like building a relationship with Fond du Lac, the Fond du Lac um, Ojibwe community? How how is that going? I I don't know if you guys are aware of the uh, M O U with Fond du Lac, uh, and then the process of of all of that. I was on the outside of that. I, you know, our tribal leaders would ask us once in a while, like, "What do you guys think about this?" and we kind of just try to see ourselves out of it because we built so many MOUs with uh, at Duluth while we were in Duluth, um, and just just try to get let the educators and let the leaders build the MOU themselves and how they see fit.
2: Well, we we brought in um, the tribal members to start with just to get a feel for our program and and show them what we're doing and. The idea kind of came up that we should talk to Fond du Lac High School about, you know, the p- opportunity for these students to be able to come over and take classes. And it just developed this this relationship. We've had multiple people come in and see the program, talk to us. And they have a sense of that we care about the community. We want to better the community. I mean, my husband having a native, you know, contractor business um, sees that there's a lack of of people to be able to work, and that skill set is going to come from the high school if they're able to come over. And that was just a big piece of it to just be able to benefit the community. So it just kind of naturally fell into place for us to um, bring them over and show them what we're doing. And and everyone was pretty excited about the opportunities.
3: And the kids, uh, the feedback I got are doing really well. The kids that are coming over from the OJ Way School, they're just, uh, I, I know, I just talked to Mr. Rhodes about the ones in his, his woods construction classes and he's like, I, I wish we could have more. These kids are just doing such a fantastic job and, and they're, they're, I watched them in there one day just passionately working like up to the bell and then they're, you know, hustling to, to get on the van to head back to the school but, you know, they show up and they're, they're busting their butts, but it's, they're learning, you know, so it's super cool and you know, we hoped, of course, to, to keep building it, right? This was year one. It, by the time we got it rolled out, it was like the second week of school, so they're coming over kind of late. But, you know, in our world, hopefully, you know, 6 becomes 10, 12, you know, and, and hopefully more uh, taking advantage of these these courses.
0: That's awesome. You guys are doing doing the work. And to get people involved and get our kids and, and our Fond du community involved, it's amazing. Well, this it's,
3: is our future, right? They're yes. taking care of us.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I
1: like that video. The video that was shown, uh, uh, you must have forgot about us on that one.
2: I, c- I cannot get it to download right now to put on social media. <laughs> like
1: that, that needs to be shown. Which that video? Yes. That,
2: um, um, I just made one for the CDL course and interviewed some students and um, some workers that are at Upper Lakes and, and how it started and just putting it together. It was kind of... It's it was kind of in- a rush to get it together. It was very
1: <laughs> informational and direct, though, and and even Morgan liked it, and I I, I appreciated it. It it just kind of shows a little bit of the legwork that had to go in, and some of the things that you you was guys put event? together.
2: Yeah, and this guy's done a lot of the work. Like Tim has done mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the work for can that ex- program.
0: Can you explain that event a little bit? So, w- did you say AMPA?
2: That no, that was the one we t- we went to for the when we spoke. You guys had that yes. open yeah. session. What yeah. about
0: the last one? What was the last one called? The well, the school. It,
3: it was just our on December sixth. We have our typical conferences that we have at the high school, mm-hmm. um, and let's be honest, not a lot of parents come to, to conferences anymore. You know, with, with Infinite Campus and checking grades online, uh, they, they kind of have a feel uh, for that. So, um, what we did is Upper Lake said, "Hey, let's let's celebrate our CDL program here, and let's let's have an open house, and we're going to feed everyone." All right. So they brought all the food. They sent two chefs over and they put a whole spread and we invited, uh, you know, different schools that are interested in this program, different community uh, members, you know, school board um, politicians, uh, you know, Jeff Dotsett, Jason Rarick, both came um, state house, state uh, Senate. Um, just put it out there and we, and, and uh, other businesses showed up just interested in how they want to support yeah. our program potentially. And, you know, we're, we're pretty exclusive with upper lakes at this point because they're sponsoring it. Um, but uh just uh, talked about uh, kind of how this fell into place and, and uh, this, um, you know, have this opportunity to provide this class. And, you know, part of the grant that we got with the Ojibwe School students coming over is we're getting a CDL simulator, which is about a $70,000 just imagine like a big video, real life yeah. video game. Uh, it's supposed to come in late January. So that's going to be another kind of flashy thing out there that our kids can hopefully see. But, uh, um, yeah, that was uh, it. Was a nice turnout. It was, it was a good time. I liked
1: it. I, I I enjoyed it. It was very informational. We got to go see everything. We even got to see some of the stuff the kids built. Yep. And that is up for sale, right?
2: Yeah, we 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 make and sell <clears throat> items. We work with some companies. We do a lot within the school to make awards, um, banners, trophies. Um, we work for Kaha and and do their trophies for the youth hockey. Um, just. Saunas, we're we're always coming up with new ideas and what we want to do with it. Um, Dr. Carizing might have to fight over that simulator though with those students, huh? <laughs> <just had> <laughs> I'm going on it. I'm sure we'll no have competition. No more Fortnite. It's all <laughs> <laughs> simulator. simulator. It's a like a trucking simulator where you actually drive. It's like you're actually driving. So oh, they okay. practice.
3: Yeah, and of course, I mean, for that amount of money, it's it's awful nice. There's three big screens. It's a legit trucking seat that you're in, steering wheel dash, just like a truck would be. Um, and it, it takes you through all the scenarios that uh, whether it's weather or um, cars, you know, pulling out turns, it's it's quite realistic in, in what it's supposed to be like. So, you know, we're going to, man- you know, our kids will have to hop in there and, and get some hours.
0: Just a semi-truck, right? Yep. How many speed is that? What is, what's this? They're automatic now. They're automatic. Well, so no, it's just automatic.
3: Everything Upper Lakes does is automatic. Um, oh, Because that that's, that's just makes their, their, their that. truck fleet. <laughs> but <laughs> back, I mean, I, I drove uh, <laughs> stick. <you> know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I need uh, that. So, grinding <laughs> that gear. <laughs> yeah. Worried about hills.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, just the industry is kind of moved more automatic. But, uh, but you know, I, I believe, and I can't remember if the, the option is coming to have a stick shift also.
0: That's awesome. No, I uh, I would get lost. I was whoa, whoa, I didn't know if it was automatic or not anymore. So that's that's a relief. I mean, I probably could get my license then too. <laughs> but what I would like to do is give our listeners
1: an opportunity to be able to see what some of the students make. Is there a website that we can go on to and maybe even bid and and help you sell your stuff, like for the students? Because I mean, that's where people yeah. are usually always willing to give.
2: Um, like recently we had orders for Cirrus aircraft doing cribbage boards with their logo on them. I mean, there's always, there's always things that people are looking for. Custom lake cribbage boards, signs, um, the sauna is still up for bid. Um, we're making two more. Facebook? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. com so let's and I just started this website so I'm really getting going with it and trying to get more social media stuff out there and
1: yeah so it's about this long it's, right. let's it's
2: like my photography <laughs> Michelle Joy- <laughs> 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 like.
3: Yeah, but uh, go, go on Facebook and look up uh, Lumberjack design,
2: design and fab.com yeah. if you put yeah. lumberjack,
3: lumberjack design it's probably going to pop up pretty quick right so Lumberjack yeah. design and fabrication on Facebook everything's linked off there too
2: yeah and all of them everything we make stays in our program so we were able to buy a full screen printing setup with the money that we made last year everything stays within our department so it helps us get more equipment fund different things that we can have within the the department so
1: and and everything you guys make and sell will be on there and you can go on there and bid on it or
2: well there's some things that are for sale in the sauna's bid from now on we're trying to just sell a sauna to somebody and then they custom design it or we have it sold to that person and we don't have to do the bids Oh, it. okay, okay. It I was got kind it. of our first prototype, and it turned out really well. It's it did. It's a mobile I, sauna. And
1: I, I saw it. I got to go in it. It, it, it was the real deal. Not like, sauna,
2: sauna, sauna. Sauna.
0: Sauna. I'm a one-quarter fan. Yeah. Sauna. Sauna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> people, people do come, like, for example,
3: Sears Aircraft, or, you know, you've done different things for the hospital. They, they can say, hey, I want this. And, you know, between uh, Mrs. Wick and the students here, they'll come up with some designs and, uh, They'll say, "I want that one, and then they'll order whatever it is, so just you know very much like a business model
0: and for yep. um, my my nephew i've the one I wouldn't say it's a drawback it's the the students probably need a do you guys do entrepreneur classes down there too?
2: there's business classes yeah, there's, there's business classes.
0: My nephew has this idea his backup idea is to be a chef. So that must be your wife's work. He said, I know how to cook. I can make food look really nice. And I'm like, I don't know where you learned it from. Don't know where you're learning it from. He never told me. He just had told me his life's plan. He said, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to be selling stuff. So I know where he got that from. His first plan. Second plan. If that doesn't work, I'm going to be a chef. So now I know where the ideas are coming from because that is his life goal. Like right now, it's to start a business, sell, make, and make things. So I, it all makes sense now. I was, you know, as this conversation kept going and going, I'm like, okay, this is exactly what is happening with yeah. my nephew look at that we're We're glad they're
2: excited about school what they're they're coming
0: home with oh that's awesome well that's all about
2: exposure that's what our goal is to expose students to more opportunity to more that they could be interested in to give them a future
0: Uh, would you guys ever be willing to come back on as as the program goal grows and
2: I'm going to talk more than him he might not want me back (laughs)
3: absolutely (laughs) you know we we just kind of talk how can we you know in our world show all the great things happening in our school and because, uh, of course, a lot of times it's the negative things that hit the news and really c- can be out there. So um, this is certainly a way we can talk about the, the good that's happening in our community.
0: Even even splitting you guys up, because I know both of you have a lot to say and and it would be e- easier to have a conversation maybe with one of you at a time because. We didn't even get into coaching. I don't even know if you still coach. I don't. Of course I do. I, do. <laughs> I coached wow. for nine years now. <laughs> yeah, no, I
3: know. Still, I still head track coach and still run middle school I coach football.
0: robotics too. Yep. So that's Yeah,
2: awesome. yep. that's it. Yeah. And that's,
1: you know, like we didn't even touch that. We didn't, you know, I mean. Took on that
2: because yep. it was a natural fit for our department. So we took on that and it's come a long way already. So
0: part two is going to be robotics with you. Part two is going to be admin and coaching. coach. Well, yeah, I yeah. can do
2: track too. Cause I had high jumpers at state for several years now. So.
1: And your coach too? Yeah. Your coach oh, at track. I, wow. okay. Yeah. We both coach See, track. And, and That's how we so met kind of. And get the touch on here. Yeah. <laughs> I took
2: the family pictures for the pros and it led me to coaching, which led me to a job in the school. <laughs>
1: Or we could just go for another hour, <laughs> then we'll yeah, be our next one. Right <laughs>
2: next couple we're we're not
1: talking about <laughs> all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we
3: could even bring some other t- other teachers in too if you'd like. You know, our, yeah. Other teachers within the departments.
1: Yeah, for sure. Or students. I mean there's the students, students yeah. that were. The work auto with mechanics us. guy was a uh, was a really good one, uh, the auto mechanics teacher. I, I you know, like I, I really understood what he was talking about too when we got to go into the yep. school and, and just he seemed very knowledgeable. And
3: Yeah, I think some of the Ojibwe school students that are coming over. Let's let them talk about their experience too.
0: Yeah, that would be yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah. We it's did. not scary to come to Cloquet. We're pretty we're pretty laid back. It's we're we're cool to be around. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, very very accepting, very <laughs> understanding, you know. Like and I, I felt welcomed when I came into the school and, and that made me feel good. Like my questions were honored. Everything I asked is Nobody wanted to ask the tough questions, and and <laughs> I
0: just do. <laughs> I just. Um, but well, you know, um, short story. We how I got how I'm comfortable being a host. I don't know if you remember when you first started teaching. We had the local TV station in Cloquet and the yep. high school. Yep. So TV we ahead. would we would go in there, run a program from like seven to eight or eight to nine or something like that all of my friends and so it made me think would students be interested in running their own podcast or um, program
3: absolutely
2: i'd love to get into videography and that would be something else that's one of my
0: dreams of doing this stuff is let if
1: you, if you got the
0: funding, we can go to the school and do it.
2: And that's my content area's communication technology. So <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm yeah. Always yeah. I, you know
3: uh, some schools do that where they'll they'll bring a crew and I had a kid just hit me up last week, goes, Hey, couldn't we do this? I'm like, Oh, I would love to someday. Um, but it goes they, they go to hockey games or football games and the kids are the announcers, right? And and they broadcast it and they put together the the full production and, and they you know can say stats or whatever it is, but it's you know, it, get, get cool. it. that's awesome. Yeah. You know, or hit up and, some of the games that don't always get covered,
1: and know? that really helps with public speaking. Also, like it, it's a huge like when I was in college, I couldn't do it. You know, twenty three years old, and I'm I, I, I couldn't even go Mm-mm. stand up in front of the class. That's how that's how bad it was. So it's just an
2: intro to to the public. I would not be doing this probably two three years ago. Yeah, I was not comfortable, and now I feel like I could talk and be in on the camera and. You have to do it when it was COVID. So you got used to recording yourself and listening to yourself and it became natural. And I've had to record enough students that it becomes easy to do it after a while. But I want to break that barrier of fear, too, for public speaking, because I also struggled with it. Yeah. And Morgan even talked about her struggles with public speaking and, and just having to get yourself out there. And yep. I see a lot of that. And
1: yeah, yeah. And I I do, too. And she's asked me when I, at the golf tournament, you know, do you, can you talk? <laughs> and I was like, sure. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I, I'm okay with it. You know, it's, it, it's a learned, learned thing though. You know, I had to get good at being able to hear myself like, and people looking at me used to like really bother me. Like, don't look, <laughs> I can't talk, <laughs> but it, it's, it was, um, it's been a pleasure to have you guys in the bo- podcast booth today, uh, Michelle and Tim, you know, like, and, and you know, we have to schedule another episode with these two because we barely scratched the surface on, on what you really do. Like, and, and I'm totally interested. It's like, man, it, it's like you, you both do a, a huge job at the school district and that, and that makes me feel good. Because it's in our community. So it's like you're teaching our children how to live better lives, healthier lives, and, and more goal, goal-oriented lives. And, and, man, like, kudos, man. Like, and and I, I really appreciate both of you and the hard work and the passion that you have for doing what you do is, and you can hear it in your voice. And, and I just want to say thank you for that because that's um, my blessing. Is being able to have you both here today. Yeah, thank you, Coach Prosen, yeah. Coach Wick. Thank,
3: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yes. an honor to speak with you guys today. So I, we, pre- it's likewise.
2: Right? Yes, and so. and I'm so glad that we um, formed this connection because um, it just it was kind of natural and it felt felt natural when we we met and we started talking about mentorship and all those things that that you wanted to yep. have students be able to access and I think that's huge for for you to be interested in it too, coming from the trades. I think you really have a heart for what we're doing. So thank you for letting us come on.
0: All right, guys. Take care. Thank you much.